0: We're actually prohibited from climbing at this oh, location. So we will have to probably walk a little bit up. If you guys will be up there, I'm just gonna like, we'll quickly pop along and talk to the Labour yeah, cool. yeah. Hi there. Very good. Oh you can't. Neither can I. <laughs> no, no, Kiwi with an American accent. It's different. Just doing a recording for a podcast about climate change. Right. I thought I could ask you guys around, you know, wearing shirts and doing stuff. Yeah, sure. i w- wondering if, if climate change was a, sort of a factor at all for you for the election. If it's something you're uh, thinking yeah, about for it. Yeah, the candidate himself if I... is down at
1: 441 Molden Road. Oh, excellent. About 700 metres away if you wanted to get him on. Yeah, that'd be great. Right. Yeah, so yes. if you go down for... and turn right, yep. there's an early voting centre down there. Oh, okay. The will
0: Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'd love to One do that. more yeah, and... yeah, that'd be great. I'm just yeah. trying to sort of get some, some people as well. Yeah, I'd um, to, yeah. Yeah, great. So, sorry, what was your name?
1: My name's Mary Della Huntie. Great,
0: thank you, Mary. Um, So is climate change a factor for you at all in this election? I think
2: climate change is a massive factor in
1: every election. It's a great challenge for this country. We're um, we're large carbon emitters and we need to um, deal with climate action head on. Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much for that, Mary. Cheers. So I've just caught up with the Act on Climate crew. We're going to do some flyering down Chapel Street now. Because the Liberal candidate's office on Chapel Street is just across the road from a polling place, we can't actually hand out flyers within some several hundred meters of there. So just across the road though, there are some labor supporters handing out how to vote cards. So I went over and got one opinion at least on the importance of climate change in the election. And she actually told me about an early voting center just around the corner on Melbourne Road where the labor candidate was gonna be. So I'm headed there now to check it out and uh, see if he can answer some questions for me.
3: Neil, Neil Farrow, lower house candidate for PRAN for Labour. How do you feel about climate change in the context of this election? Look, I think this election will be very important in relation to climate change. If Labour holds government, we have a commitment to a 50% renewable energy target in Victoria by 2025 and zero net emissions by 2050. On the other hand, if the Liberals win government in Victoria, we'll see that target completely abolished. We'll see a ban again effectively on wind farms and we'll see the huge investment we've had in renewable jobs in Victoria all cut in very quick succession. So I think it's a really important election for Victoria to get on front foot and to keep the progress that we've achieved in climate change going. Excellent.
0: If you've got a voter who's like a a number one issue is climate change voter who want to see more done quicker does like, the Greens' stance of, of more on climate in the short term, does
3: that not appeal more to them? And is Labor's position kind of a defensive
0: vote against the damage
3: Liberals would do? Absolutely, Labour has put forward a positive plan around climate change. In fact, we're leading a lot of states and territories in Australia around our commitment in the climate change space. There's only one party of government that is committed to and continued to get things done around climate change and emissions in Victoria, and that's the Labour Party. So while other parties and minor parties around the edges will throw stones and can say anything they want I think they're increasingly facing a deficit in their credibility because of their inability to do action. And, and you're hearing here today the parties that are represented in the minor parties in the seat of Pran have made the same promises four years ago as they do today, and we've seen no action in those areas. It's only been a Labor government that's delivered for all Victorians when it comes to climate change.
0: Is that not because of kind of the, the numbers and the dynamics of power that they weren't able to enact any of the promises from four years ago?
3: Uh, look, Labor is holding a majority government in the lower house and we will form a majority government uh, should the voters of Victoria choose after this election. Um, we've got a strong record and a great group of people who are committed to climate change. Um, and as I said, our agenda has been really clear when it comes to climate. There is really only one choice in this Victorian elections. Do you want a progressive Labor government with a 50% renewable emissions target or do you want a regressive Liberal government in Victoria? And the government
0: that would scrap the VRET.
3: Uh, the Liberal Party has committed to completely scrapping the V red absolutely.
0: And Neil, how, how do you personally feel about climate change in sort of terms of your preferences like how, how much does this concern you as an issue and how pressing is it upon you? the sort of trajectory the world is
3: on with climate change? Look as I said the Labor Party has got a great story to tell when it comes to climate change and renewable energies but we also need to remember that in this election there'll be lots of other important issues health, jobs, education and transport. Our record investment in public transport is in another way a form of addressing climate change and taking more cars off the road as well as is our announcement $28 million for a cycle path down St Kilda Road. So I think one of the the uh, challenges of government is you've got to continue to focus on a vast majority of issues and uh, really lead the way. And that's what we've done in Victoria under the Andrews Labor team and continue to deliver for all Victorians in the environment, in health, in jobs, in transport and uh, in education.
0: Thank you so much, Neil. All the best. No problem. Thank you. Still, It's pretty crowded looking, uh, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's that's a good sign. Yeah. Excellent. All right, So I'm here with Sam Hibbins, currently lower house MP, yes, is that right? Yes. Which you guys don't call state senate or state house, it's just lower house and upper house and, 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 assembly legisl- assembly. and then there's the legislative council that's above correct. that. That's Slowly correct. getting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been here that's a couple right. of years. So Sam, I'm out talking to people about climate change in mm-hmm. regards to the election and how they mm-hmm. feel about it, yeah. how much they're actually thinking about climate change when they mm-hmm. place their vote. Mm-hmm. So sort of what's your take on how important this election is in terms of climate change?
2: Oh, well, this is a critical election, uh, election in regards to climate change. Um, we rapidly need to decarbonize uh, Victoria's economy, particularly our energy sector, uh, which, as you know, is one of the most polluting uh, sectors, in fact, in the, in the world per capita. Um, we need to rapidly shift away from um, our coal-fired power stations and um, put in place 100% renewable energy our plan does that by 2030 uh, and at the moment we're the only party with a plan to really truly phase out our coal-fired power and shift to renewables
0: so how do you feel about people who are labor supporters who care about the climate i've talked to some of them today are they kind of just are they deluding themselves a bit by not looking at the facts close enough to say that labor's got a plan but they're not realizing that
2: that plan doesn't do enough well, look. I think look. There's no doubt that uh, the Greens have been setting the agenda on renewables, and Labor's playing catch up. But the reality is, um, Labor does not have a plan to phase out coal-fired power stations. In fact, they're looking to continue and even expand the um, coal industry in the Trobe Valley. That's not good for the climate. Uh, it's not good for uh, jobs and employment in the Trobe Valley, which really needs to transition away from coal. Um, not not uh, double down on what is a, a dying industry.
0: So just to connect the dots there for some listeners and even for myself, that's the coal-to-hydrogen plans that Labour
2: have just announced? That's correct, that's correct coal-to-hydrogen plans. Um, in fact, they, uh, released, they just this year they released their plans on coal, which said they were open for business for new coal projects. The only emission standards they're putting in place is the fact that the new projects can't be more polluting than an existing coal-fired power station, which is outrageous. So
0: that's asking for uh, carbon neutrality or, or carbon
2: status quo rather than carbon reduction? That's right. That's absolutely right. I mean, we are really at a critical decade in terms of um, climate change, um, and we can't be waiting till twenty fifty um, or before these coal-fired state power stations, you know, reach the end of their, their uh, life. Um, we need to be putting in plans in place now to phase out coal and to shift to one hundred percent renewables.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, you. Sam. Good luck with the election. Really appreciate it. Thanks, thank you mate. so Good much. Time. So I'm here at the the Melvern Road Early Polling Place with. Sorry, what was your name there?
4: Janice. Um,
0: Thank you, Jan. And Janice, you you're actually our, our Sam Hibbins' auntie. Very yeah, <laughs> yeah. good. So so how important is climate change in to you in this election coming up on Saturday?
4: It's a prominent, it's very prominent in my um, reasons for voting for Greens because they certainly are prepared to stand out on that issue and hopefully persuade. Who, the government that gets into office to think likewise but it's running out of time
0: i'm glad you you led into that because i climate change is to me this this huge very pressing thing it's really it scares me to start thinking about it because i know we're not doing enough and i'm scared about my future kids and everything how do you feel about sort of the greens policies do you feel like they, they are enough or they are just starting to push the boulder
4: Oh, no. I think, I think the Greens are very progressive in the way they think. So most of their um, policies are, are more progressive than, than the other parties. They are certainly looking at the long term. And as long as they look at the long term, I'm happy. <laughs> and that's on all issues. It doesn't matter. I mean, issues come up all the time. Um, and as long as they are progressive and, and not regressive... Uh, you know, I think they'll, they'll always have a place in Australian politics.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time there. I love the green eyeshadow as well, it it's, matches perfectly. Oh, my goodness, the shoes, too. It looks fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time and good luck today. Thanks. Can I ask you to sort of a, uh, you know, and who are you again? So I'm with Climactic. Yeah. We're, a, we're a, well, it's basically me and a couple other people. We uh, do a podcast about climate change, talking to how normal people feel about it and what they're doing about Climate change and sustainability.
5: And what have you found?
0: That people who are concerned are very concerned, and people who aren't, I'm jealous of because they've got a lot less to worry about. Yeah. But um, hello, yep. katie Allen. you. Can, can I just ask, uh, how do you feel about climate
5: change in regards to the election? In regards to the state election or federal election?
0: Uh, to, to this coming up election, but then the federal next year, you can answer either way.
5: Well, I think I need to have an understanding. I have, I have a major problem. I agree. I think sustainability is a good thing. However, um, I also think that it's. We hear people here and across everywhere you speak about the increase in costs, particularly with energy costs. And I think you've got to get that balance right. And I don't think the balance is right. I think um, certainly closing down Hazelwood Power Station prematurely before they had the renewals renewables up and going was absolutely ridiculous and we're going to suffer from it as a community and the reality is that it hits the very poorest of our community and I think that's appalling. Do you feel like going
0: forward with the reaction that should be building more coal in the short term or well, just like rushing? Know,
5: I'd like to know an answer and perhaps you can answer it for me about how we're going to balance the electric increase in electric cars, where is the electricity going to come from?
0: I'm not actually sure to be honest it's a very very good question I need, I need to speak to more experts in the field and I know that electric cars aren't sort of the be all and end all of, of this situation as well if you do life cycle analysis electric cars work out to be about the same. So. It's, it's, it's something people
5: want to do, because they want to be part of the solution, but... Um. I don't know that it is part of the solution, and I think that's the difficulty, is that... Hello? Uh, I think the difficulty is that we're grappling with gimmicky outcomes, rather than looking at, at what is sustainable across the, com- across the world. And I think we've got to look at the Australian economy as well, and see how we fit in vis-à-vis countries such as um, China and India. But I'd like to see us have the argument about nuclear.
0: Mm. Yeah, so would I as well, honestly. I'm happy to leave that in. It might shock some of my listeners. It's great. Can I just ask uh, do you feel like a vote for Katie Allen in this election is a step towards uh, a safer climate, or is it kind of a, an interim, kind of stay the course approach for the moment while we do get better,
5: tangible solutions worked out? Well, rather than the gimmicky. More, I think we will get better get a better, better balance, and she is highly respected, she's a great professional, she's got an extraordinary mind, and I know that she will look at a lot of these issues and also reflect what her community think. I think she will be listening to her community, and she'll be able to reflect those properly in the parliament.
0: Thank you so much for your time there, I'll, I'll go talk to Katie. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't speak to Katie Allen, the Liberal candidate for PRAN. She originally agreed to speak to me, but then changed her mind. So I'm not sure what her policy on climate change is. So, so do you feel like, in, in terms of really pragmatic, like how we solve the climate crisis, is a vote for the Animal Rights Party, Animal Justice Party this election, do you feel like it is an important step in, in actually solving the climate crisis or is it kind of a, a protest
6: vote? No, no, absolutely can be um, a, a, a step towards ending uh, climate change. Animal agriculture um, contributes more to climate change than uh, all transport put together. Um, Cars, planes, uh, trains, trucks, the whole lot. Um, So it is a step in the right direction, 100%. And more and more people are getting aware of the effect of animal agriculture on the climate. Deforestation in Australia is at rates comparable with the uh, the Amazon, you know, so that, that affects everything. So, yeah.
0: Rainfall patterns, yeah, the, the the effects are huge. We have a lot of people in permaculture on the show, talking about those impacts, and people may not realize the links between animal agriculture and and deforestation and the drought season we're seeing now in most well, all of Australia. So, are you are you a candidate at all? Or are you just out here canvassing for people? You're you're one of the candidates.
6: Yeah, I'm the lead candidate for the Animal Justice Party in the Southern Metro. Ben Schultz is my name. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Ben. Sorry, I've I've only heard um, the the Port Phillip candidate speak at the candidates forum, so I'm not. Oh, right. There's a lot of faces, a lot of names to learn. So fantastic. So how long have you been involved with the party?
6: Uh, Two years now. So I ran actually for the council election 2016 um, in Canal Ward at City Port Phillip. Uh, That was after coming back from living overseas for a couple of years. So, uh, you know, I looked at factory farming as, well, for ethical reasons, you know. It was a protest for me first to go vegan for ethical reasons. And then I learned about how much factory farming contributes to uh, climate change. Um, you know ocean dead zones the whole lot it's absolutely abhorrent and then last but not least health reasons so I know I can see the health, re- the health effects that animal uh, products have on, on humans so you know it's a, it's a leading source of heart disease um, and there's all sorts of studies that will be coming out um, bacon, sausages, carcinogenic for example so yeah there's I mean a big learning curve I mean I went vegan I started becoming involved in the animal rights and then environmental reasons. I always knew it infected the environment. Um, and then last, yeah, health. So, you know, it's a, it's voting for animals, it's a broad-spectrum uh, approach to a, a whole range of issues, humans, environmental, yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for that, Ben. Um, so many financial questions i'd love to have you as like a full-on interview that'd be yeah, great yeah, um, anytime, anytime. yeah I, I, a lot of people are going to be freed up post-election which is going to be nice it's yeah, yeah. A, bit,
6: a bit crazy uh, before I that just say, say yeah. one thing in australia we, we grow a million hectares of sorghum or, or thereabouts okay two and a half million tons of sorghum get produced in australia a million hectares of animal feed because humans don't eat sorghum you know, so I think 99.9% of it goes to feed animals here and abroad. Imagine what even half a million hectares could do in terms of feeding the human population and then rewild the rest, you know, reforest the rest. You know, it's just it's such an inefficient uh, system, growing feed to feed animals, which the we then in turn eat, so... That's my little bit I wanted to add. Thanks.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Ben. Cheers. Um, if I can ask one more question, Ben, just quickly: like, how, how urgent does this election feel to you in terms of climate change? In terms of your uh, kind of awareness and your your level of concern about climate change, does this kind of feel like a very pivotal election?
6: Oh, 100%. Um, that's why we're doing it. We've got 60 candidates now that are all you know dedicated to creating awareness about animal agriculture in particular as a source of climate leading source of climate change. We've got that report came out from the IPCC that said we've got 12 years to arrest um, increasing temperatures. Uh, legal, uh, you know if animal agriculture is a leading source of climate change, we need to be on top of that. You know we need to be creating awareness and we'll have no excuse in, in 30 years if climate change spirals out of control if we haven't done things like reduce our meat consumption by 90 odd percent. We don't, we're not telling people to go vegan overnight. We love them to, but it's not going to happen. So this is one of the most important steps in starting that process of transitioning away from animal agriculture towards a plant-based economy, an agricultural um, economy. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that and we don't create awareness and, and let people know exactly how much impact uh, animal agriculture takes, then, then we're going to be right behind the eight ball in 12 years' time five years' time.
0: So AJP isn't a huge supporter of the democracy sausage then A hey polling places?
6: Uh, a vegan democracy sausage for sure.
1: Excellent. Good. I can get behind that. <laughs> oh, thanks again, Ben. Right, Cheers. Man. Cool. So, and this is the last time that I'm going to do this. And this is going to air after the election. No, this is this just a Friday oh, Friday night. Wow. Pre-election. This so this is a bit of a coordinator update. So yeah, it has been a really massive year for Act on Climate, you know. Um, our first year was really um, marked by successfully getting the Climate Change Act passed through the parliament and securing some investment in climate change action with that $4.3 million scheme that was announced in Mariborough last year. This year was all about accountability and trying to, to secure some more gains. When it comes to accountability, I think that we can be really proud of our efforts. The Liberal Party, we are well and truly giving them the shits um, for their position um, to, to do nothing on climate change, which is not good enough. And, you know, we've managed to do so from you know, the benefit or advantage of moral high ground because we have for years behind the scenes actually engaged very constructively with the Liberals, the shadow ministers. We've been sending them briefings about how they can act on climate. We've been writing public articles about how they can act on climate change. Still nothing. So, yeah, the head in the, in the sand action really did make a splash and it was a bit of a morale-ruining uh, morale exercise, I suspect, for them. Um, And so it should be just the the lightning round of actions that we have coming up this week kicking off in Paran um, at Liberal Party um, offices and shop fronts and elsewhere that will also just kind of give us that final splash. When the results come in I suspect that the Liberal Party's um, poor position on climate change it will have taken some gloss off the Liberal Party and off Matthew Guy and their electability. And yeah, I think we can all be really proud of our efforts on that front. Um, if, if we weren't doing this, it wouldn't have happened. Like, it's that simple. And it would be ENGOs with, you know, phone banking and door knocking, but probably only phone banking. So yeah, we've managed to get creative and do a whole bunch of stuff that was really fun. Um, when it comes to securing more gains, um, this is where, you know, we, we haven't had a, great, a greater impact Um, than I expected that we would have. Obviously, we've been making the case for a Victorian climate change action fund for six months. We're four days away from the polling day. Most people have, well, not most people, a lot of people have voted in pre-polls this year. So the likelihood of a Labor announcement over the next four days, it's probably fairly slim, which is disappointing. So I think the question for us to consider is you know, how do we, how do we build on the momentum that we gained holding the Liberals to account? And how do we channel that into a a positive, proactive um, agenda for 2019? So yeah, I think that's all I've got for a a bird's eye view update. But um, yeah, regardless of the results on Saturday, we can be really proud of our efforts. Um, We have just done an exceptional job and I, would not, um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else than uh, campaigning with the badass Act On Climate Collective. The Climactic Collective.
0: This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H E R E media.studio.